0: Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be doing a review of um, an episode of one of my favourite TV series. In fact, it's a uh, sequel slash spin-off to one of my favourite TV series, which uh, is a part of one of my favourite... fictional universes hey i'm just gonna go out come out and say uh if you listen to this podcast then you may already know that i'm i am a big huge fan of this um television and film franchise uh i've seen every episode of every tv show that there's ever been made i've seen every film um i've read some of the books uh, I was absolutely obsessed with this uh, franchise from the moment that I was introduced to it, even before it was a franchise. Uh, Of course, the franchise that I'm talking about uh, is Star Trek. And the TV series, or shall I say specifically the episode of the TV series that I'm talking about, is the first episode of the third season entitled... The next generation from the tv series star trek picard which uh, began in 2020 and uh, will conclude um after the end of season three um and it revolves around the character the star trek character of captain jean-luc picard now admiral jean-luc picard played uh unbelievably by patrick stewart he's played this character since 1987 since the first star trek the next generation tv show um pilot episode which was um entitled encounter at farpoint which is an episode that i've seen multiple times over the years since i first uh, became introduced to uh star trek the next generation um and as I say, um, I've been a fan of Star Trek since I was a since I was a kid. Um, I had seen some of the old the original series TV show um, episodes, but I'd mainly seen the movies. Um, I think the first Star Trek movie that I saw was um, I want to say it was The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan but it could so easily have been um, Star Trek 5, The Final Frontier. Uh, I can't remember. I was I was very young then. But, uh, of course, since um, then, over the years, I went back and watched um, Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek 3 The Search for Spock, uh, Star Trek 4 the, the Voyage Home, um Star Trek 5 The Final Frontier Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country and that uh, that group of uh characters um including Captain James T Kirk uh um Mr Spock played by Leonard Nimoy uh DeForest Kelly playing uh Dr um, um Dr Leonard McCoy sorry uh, you know, Hikaru Sulu, uh, played by George Takei. Um, you know, th- those characters, those act, the actors playing them, they were my Star Trek for such a long time. And, um, I, when I went back and I watched some of the episodes of the original series, I didn't really gel with those stories. Um, as well as I, I, I should have done as well as I could have done because I was really fixated on the movies and, you know, I I thought that they were just amazing. Um, And as a, you know, as a child of the the 1980s, I liked other movies, um, you know, Star Wars, RoboCop, um, you know, there's films that came out in the 80s that were just, you know, really good, and really staples of science fiction. But um, none um, since, I don't think, uh, there's only a few that come close to the the, the gravitas, um, the gra- the gravitational pull uh, of Star Trek, and Star Trek. The Star Trek films always draw me in. I always have to see every Star Trek film in the in the the theater, and I have done um, since uh, I saw Star Trek Generations back in 1995 with my family. Um, but uh, I've been watching Star Trek since, um, as I say, since I was a kid, um, mostly in the movies, but it wasn't until um, I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, specifically the episode The Best of Both Worlds Part 2. That was the, the first Star Trek The Next Generation episode that I remember seeing. Um, and if you'll know, and if you know Star Trek The Next Generation, the episodes, you'll know that the best of both worlds part two is the second part to a um movie-length um double episode feature uh entitled The Best of Both Worlds. The best of both worlds part one was the season closer to season three of Star Trek the Next Generation. The best of both worlds part two was the season opener of season four. Um, And it was the conclusion of the storyline in which um, then Captain um, John luc Picard was um, abducted and assimilated into the Borg collective. And the Borg are these um, intergalactic race of cybernetic beings that um, uh, have cube shaped um, starships that travel throughout the galaxy. They originate in the Delta Quadrant of the galaxy, 70,000 light years away from Earth. Um, and they go from place to place, from planet to planet, from society and civilization uh, to assimilate them, to uh, assimilate their biological and technological distinctiveness into the Borg's own biological and technological distinctiveness. Um And um, yeah, so Jean-Luc Picard was assimilated and brought into um, the collective and he was given a function, he was given a new um, name, he was given the the name of Locutus of Borg and he was uh, basically supposed to be the facilitator of, um, facilitate the assimilation of Earth and the, the United Federation of Planets, which Earth is a um, a staple of, um, uh, and, you know, helping the assimilation. Um, and that episode, that two part episode is some of the the best Star Trek you'll ever want to see the best science fiction you'll ever want to watch. Um, and it is a staple for so many people of, um, great science fiction. And, you know, what better way to start a love for a a franchise, a a TV franchise and a film franchise than with um, such an incredible episode. And of course, as a result of that, I would, I waited and what carried on with Star Trek The Next Generation carried on with the next episode, which was the episode Family in season four. Um, And I distinctly remember coming home every, uh, every night, and I think it was a, I want to say a Tuesday night, BBC two here in the UK. um, And I used to put Star Trek, the next generation on and uh, watch it uh, after my, uh, my dinner and um, anyway, but um, yeah. So Star Trek, the next generation was so important to me and I watched every episode of that fourth season religiously. And then I would wait for the fifth season, the sixth season, seventh season, and I would follow the Star Trek Next Generation to wherever it was being shown. Then, as, as I said, I kept going back and watching the original um, movies uh, starring William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly and James Doohan, uh, Nichelle Nichols, Walter Koenig. Um, I'll go back and watch those films because they were, they were, you know, my Star Trek. Um, but yeah, the next generation had me hooked. I love the the characters uh, such as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, William T. Riker, Deanna Troy, uh, Lieutenant Commander Worf, um, Lieutenant Commander Data, especially, um, Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge, Dr. Beverly Crusher. Um, and I loved seeing their interactions that, you know, they, they seemed like a, a very, uh, like a family they were they were more of a family and you know from anecdotal evidence when you hear about the interactions of the actors who played the characters in star trek the next generation you know outside of their um acting career that in real life they are a family they they consider themselves a family they meet up um and they interact with each other um and they as they have done for the last 30 years um um or nearly 40 years but and that's why when i heard that there was going to be a a spin-off series focusing on captain john luc picard a a sequel to uh, the star trek the next generation movies as well uh, which consisted of star trek generations star trek first contact star trek insurrection and star trek nemesis and, and that the series was going to tell the story of Jean-Luc Picard after the events of his um, his mission aboard the Enterprise-D and the Enterprise-E and following on from the, the, the loss of Lieutenant Commander Data when he sacrificed himself um, in Star Trek Nemesis. And uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, Star Trek Nemesis is not, one of the my favorite star trek films not one of the the favorite films of most star trek fans or movie fans um but it's a good film you know i liked it it's, it was emotional i remember seeing it and and be, becoming emotional because of the loss and the the, the, the death of lieutenant commander data um and it was an example of how you as a fan how anyone as a fan can become connected to characters um, because they, they can come to mean a lot to you over the years when you see them um, change and evolve. And, and especially Lieutenant Commander Data, who was an android and who wanted to be human or be, be be more human-like to try and emulate those around him and try and be a good person. And, um, and uh, yeah, and he was played, you know, unbelievably by Brent Spiner, who is an incredible actor who I'm lucky to have met? Uh, and um, and uh, yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant actor. And he played Lieutenant Commander Data as well as um, Data's um, creator, Dr. Noon-Yan Sung, uh, also um, the, the character of Law, which is Data's brother. And he's played other characters uh, associated. With the the Sung family um, in other Star Trek series, such as Star Trek Enterprise, um, and also in Star Trek Picard. So yeah, when I heard that they were going to make uh, this this series, Star Trek Picard, I I was firmly on the bandwagon. I couldn't wait to see what what, what came um, of it. What would what we we would see? Where Jean Luc Picard was now? Where the crew of the Enterprise was now? the former crew of the Enterprise was because, you know, at the end of, um, Star Trek nemesis, we were given, a, um, a, a hint that, you know, then commander William T. Riker, who was a, the first officer of the Enterprise D and the Enterprise E, um, he was now being promoted to captain and he was going to be given his own command, uh, his own starship, the USS Titan, and he and his, um, new wife, Deanna Troy, um, uh, who he had a on and on off again relationship with over the course of Star Trek, the next generation. Um, but, um, in Star Trek nemesis, they finally got married and, you know, they were now going to, um, go off to, um, greener pastures and begin a, a whole new, um, whole new adventure whole new journey uh on their own starship going on their own voyages their own missions away from the other members of the the crew of um that they they knew so well for so many years um yeah so i i could i was on the bandwagon with sergeant picard and i watched the first series the first season uh religiously i watched every episode and i i was you know there with all the other um uh, Star Trek fans trying to you know uh, looking for all the the little callbacks and the the uh, easter eggs to previous um um series of Star Trek uh not just uh Star Trek The Next Generation but you know Voyager um there was the inclusion of um Seven of Nine um who was a former Borg drone who was um rescued by captain uh Cap catherine janeway when uh uss voyager was stranded in the delta quadrant they encountered the borg um so seven of nine was a former borg drone and um, she had been freed by the by voyager from the collective um and eventually voyager had returned to the alpha quadrant back to earth and seven of nine had found it hard to Reassimilate herself back into normal society because she had never known normal society so she'd gone on to become uh what was called a fenris ranger and acting um and um operating on the fringes of federation space um within the romulan um space Um, romulan empire was this space this very aggressive um spacefaring um uh um organization that consisted of the the planet Romulus and Remus um but um you know not to go too far down the, the rabbit hole but uh if you watch the the 2009 Star Trek film you'll you'll know that um the planet Romulus and Remus uh, which was the, the 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 place from which the the Romulans the Romulan star empire um hailed from Uh, It had been destroyed and there's a whole rabbit hole of uh, even more infinite depth going into that. But anyway, as as um, as a cause of Romulus and Remus being destroyed and the Romulan Star Empire collapsing, uh, you know, it it was like the Wild West Romulan space and the outside of Federation space was like the Wild West and there was a lot going on and this is where um um seven of nine and uh, others were operating uh but there was the um th- th- there was a threat building uh, between the the romulan the, the romulan factions um those that were doing um research on a um a discovered um, borg uh, cube uh, which they had it um, discovered and they were doing some research on. It was a, an archaeological um, dig, you, you can call it. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, know, I don't want to go too much into the first series, but uh, first season, but the, I really loved it. I loved it all the inter, the, uh, as I said, the callbacks. You, you saw the return of Brent Spiner playing both Data and, um, another incarnation of um, his fam- the song family tree, we got to see um, William Riker and Diana Troy um, pop up in an episode in, in two episodes actually and see what uh, was going on with them and we saw that they had left Starfleet and they'd now uh, relocated to a planet on their own and started a family and um, But yeah, but it, it had its own self-contained story basically uh we got introduced to new characters and um, new actors playing these great characters but we didn't get to see a lot of the next generation but i love that next generation cast the other next generation cast but i loved it i thought it was brilliant i loved it uh then we came season two of star trek picard uh which uh was good but um To be honest, I don't think it was as good as it could have been, and it was definitely not as good as um, the previous season. In season two, it was more focused on um, the the character of Q, which was played by John Delancey, which was someone who was a foil to Captain Jean-Luc Picard in the the Next Generation TV show. He was an omnipotent, uh, godlike being who used to turn up um uh every season um to um y- you know test picard and um he even put all of humanity on trial and uh Jean-Luc Picard was the uh was the person who was representing all of humanity from their very first meeting in encounter at Farpoint. and <clears throat> it was believed that the trial had come to an end but in um all Good Things, the um, the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, in season seven, we found out from Q that the trial never ended. You know, over the years, Q was watching and he was there and he was seeing what Picard was doing and what humanity was doing. And it ha- were they evolving? Were they capable of more? And, um, you know, in the last... The closing minutes, you could say, of all good things you discovered from Q that, you know, there, there is more out there for Picard to do than he could possibly imagine. And in season two of Star Trek Picard, Q turns up and we find out that he is dying. And he's once again testing and trying to show Picard in his, in his own way that, um, You know, he was he's kind of like uh, they were they were they seemed to be right uh, opposing on opposing sides. You know, Um, I mean, Q was so powerful. He could have done anything to Picard. He could have made that Picard never existed. But there was a mutual respect there and there was something there, a a connection between the two. Um, And um, I think it started good the first, the second season um and then throughout the 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 middle episodes it meandered slightly and then we got to the last episode uh it was really good really heartfelt really really sad and then we come then i found out that there was going to be a third season and i was over the moon with that and the more i learned about this third season the more i learned that every um member of the main cast of Star Trek Next Generation was going to be returning, um, including, you know, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis, um, uh, Brent Spiner again, uh, LeVar Burton, Gates McFadden. Um, I became excited again because, and I think it was also the, the, the confirmation that this season was going to be the last season of Star Trek Picard or that, was as it was uh, believed at the time, you know, but that they were literally going to throw everything at this. This was going to be something special, um, which I think the whole se- series of Star Trek Picard is. Um, but yeah, so specifically talking about the, uh, the season opener, uh, episode one of um, season three of Star Trek Picard, Entitled to The Next Generation, which I've seen twice now, and which is apparently certified a hundred percent uh fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten Tomatoes, tomato tomato. Um but I honestly I've watched it twice now and I get choked up every I've got choked up every time I've watched it. Just listening to the music you know, musical cues from Star Trek First Contact, Star Trek, um, um, the motion picture, um, Star Trek, um, to the Wrath of Khan, um, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and also seeing the interaction of Jonathan Frakes playing now Captain William T. Riker with his old, um, commanding officer now admiral jean-luc picard um and also gates mcfadden the first star trek the next generation character that we see is gates mcfadden playing dr beverly kusher uh, but now we we and we find out in this episode that she's no longer in starfleet but she's on a starship she's in um some danger she's under attack by this these unknown assailants she sends out a um, a distress signal specifically to Captain to Admiral Jean Luc Picard, um, and and when the at the time when Admiral Picard receives this distress signal, he is planning to pack up all his things from Chateau Picard in Le Bar, France, and relocate uh, to a, a planet, another planet with um you know he's uh his uh, love interest you could say uh, Laris who was a uh, um former Romulan um intelligent officer who had been um protecting Picard on his um you know his vineyard at the chateau for so long and they had uh, their relationship had grown and become um uh romantic um but yeah, so he, he's planned to relocate and, you know, give his, um, the, this, uh, painting of the USS Enterprise D that he has hanging up in his, um, study in his chateau to, uh, Geordie LaForge, who is, um, running the, 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 Starfleet museum and he's ready to go. But, uh, then he receives this distress signal from, uh, Beverly Crusher and he immediately, um, seeks out and this message after it's decrypted um specifically states that jean-luc should not trust anyone including starfleet which is worrying because starfleet had always been an important part of captain jean-luc picard's life and beverly crusher's life and it's how they met each other um um so jean-luc goes out and he finds um his old first officer his number one um captain william t Riker, um uh played by jonathan frakes who was you know an extraordinary director as well as an actor but from the moment that you see them interacting in the uh, the bar where they they meet up it's like no time has passed you know it's like 30 years has gone uh in in the blink of an eye and it's like they are friends and and i think it's because of their, their off-screen relationship and interactions that they, they are friends they they are family um but and he um jean luc tells uh captain riker um who's you know about to make a, a a speech at frontier day um which you know is to commemorate the um the 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 uh, beginning of um um Starfleet and the Federation um but yeah so will uh, Captain Riker is on board you know if he believes that Beverly Crusher is in trouble then um then that both he and Jean-Luc have to go and help her and save her so they, um, they make a plan to um, make contact with a, a former acquaintance of uh, Admiral Picard in the form of Seven of Nine, uh, who uh, is played by the, the great Jerry Ryan, who is now the first officer of the USS Titan, um, which has been refitted, which is now a neo-Constitution-class starship, um, the former command of Captain William T. Riker. Um and they they go aboard and um they 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 don't tell her everything at first, but they say that they they need her help. They need the the, the Titan to take them somewhere, uh, specifically the writing system, uh, which was where the distress signal um, that Beverly Crusher um had um the the coordinates of encrypted in her message that she sent uh, Jean Luc Picard. Um, so they, they, but to, 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 get there, to, to try and find a way, um, to get to the writing system, um, they, they not only have to have the approval of seven of nine, who's now going by the name of, um, Annika Hansen, which was her human name, um, uh, when she was a child before she was, um, uh, assimilated by the Borg, but they have to go through, um, captain shaw uh and captain shaw who is the the commanding officer of the uss titan uh he is a much more by the book um captain than um jean-luc picard and william t Riker. uh much more classical in his thinking much he likes meter he likes order uh and he's very disparaging um, to yes yeah, so Captain Shaw is very disparaging to cap, um Captain um Admiral Jean Le Picard and Captain William T Riker when he first meets them, because you know they're more jazz. Um, and as we saw in the the Next Generation TV show, uh, we saw that um William at uh, then Commander William T Riker, he played um a trombone. He he loved uh playing jazz. He loved listening to jazz. Um, and in comparison to Captain Shaw, um, uh, Admiral Picard, and Captain Riker are more rebellious. He, uh, Captain Shaw, says, "You know, there, there won't be any uh, crashing of any ships. There won't be um, any of the the hijinks that uh, the the crew of the Enterprise D and the Enterprise." Uh, e were famous for for um, for doing um, so he's yeah he doesn't like um, them from um, from the moment that he says oh they're you know your your reputation reputation uh, precede you even before you come in through the door and um, and uh, yeah they you know that these these then it's not gonna and and todd uh stashwick who plays uh captain liam shaw is really good you know he's um he he, the, the, he feels like another character that we've seen before uh, i think it was captain strickland who was the original captain of the enterprise no the uss excelsior in um star trek um three uh search for spock uh the episode uh, the, the movie in which um captain james t kirk and um ikara sulu and uh, mccoy and um um scotty and uh Chekov, they steal the enter the enterprise from space dock um which was there for repairs but they steal it and um scotty um he uh makes it so the the uss excelsior can't go to warp you know especially that the the um the great experiment you know the most technologically advanced starship in the fleet but um he, uh, scotty um is able to uh um make it so that uh when the the end the excelsior is um trying to pursue the enterprise trying to bring it back uh it can't even go into warp speed rather n- not not even talking about transwarp it's uh, um so the enterprise is able to get away but yeah liam Shaw, very it makes you think of that and in fact there were some scenes in this uh, first episode that were so there were so many callbacks to other the, the, the films such as star trek um three the search for Spock. you know there's a um scene when you first see the um, the USS Titan in the, um, the space dock there, you know, uh, and accompanied by the music from Star Trek three, the such It makes you immediately think, if you're a Star Trek fan, think of and be nostalgic for those, those moments, that time, those, those movies, those characters, um, and, you know, it's not just a nostalgic trip, Picard. For me, it's, it's also a, it's, it's a continuation. It's not just a trip down memory lane. It's a continuation. It's to say that these characters are still, uh, they still have their part to play in, in, the, in saving the galaxy, the universe. They, they're important characters and, and important people and they've got to where they are for a reason. They are who they are for a reason. But um, you know, as we see illustrated with Captain uh, Liam Shaw, not everybody sees the and reads the adventures of Captain Jean-Luc Picard um, as something that should be admired. You know, um, and uh, that's a that's a different flavor than we've we've seen previously. Because you'd expect that the whole of starfleet would be oh look at the, the crew of the enterprise they're doing this they're doing that but you know some are more you know they, they 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 they're more by the book and um you know the crews of the enterprise and voyager and deep space nine you know they're 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 not and discovery they're they're uh mostly characters um and starship crews that do do things that are not by the book they they break the prime directive for example uh, the non-interference directive of the federation and starfleet they go their own way they think outside the box they do things they go places they're not probably not supposed to go um but yeah but you know this is who you need in a crunch when things are you know desperate and um following on from the uh, the distress signal of uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher, uh, who would had had no contact with the rest of her former crewmates for 20 years, apparently, according to Captain Riker. Um, you know, she would not made, have made contact after 20 years if she was not in trouble. And from the message that she sent... In which she she looked to be in uh, under attack and wounded, you know. Uh, this is what um, this is why it's so urgent that uh, Admiral Picard and Captain Riker go and find her and do what they've got to do to, to save her. So they get aboard the Titan. They they it, um, eventually disclose to Seven of Nine what they're in the right system to do, what they're aboard the ship to do. That's uh, going to say Beverly Crusher, um, who's aboard the SS Ilios, um, and um, they they, they uh, are able to uh, commandeer a, a shuttlecraft and go to the USS to Ili- the SS Ilios, um, and when they um, they they board the ship, they find that um, the, the the remnants of the attackers of Beverly Crusher and we we uh they, they discover that Beverly has put herself in a stasis chamber. Um and uh we're also um introduced to um a uh another um a character um who is revealed to be um uh Beverly Crusher's son who's uh, paid by Ed uh, uh, Spilliers um because he puts a phaser rifle up to Riker's head and he says and um, Riker was able to disarm him but then they ask him who, who are you what are you doing with Beverly uh, crusher uh, you know you must have you must have been the one who put her in this stasis chamber you must have cared for her um they ask who, who is he and he says oh I'm her son. And then, um, um, then it's revealed that the the ship has been, someone is trying to track them down. Someone's trying to be uh, trying to hunt them down. And, um, then, um, right in the closing seconds of the episode, we see that a large ship appears very menacing, very, you know, the has got these pincers. It's, it's kind of a, a huge starship, very, um, pincer-like in its appearance um but very menacing and looks very dangerous uh and you know the the closing uh, moments we, we don't know who this person is who these people are what this starship is who it belongs to who has been trying to hunt beverly down but you know thinking about the the distress signal that she sent out whoever they are, they're dangerous and, um, they're out to, um, to, to, to kill Beverly or find her for some reason. So she's running, she has been running for a reason. And, um, in the next episode, I'm sure we'll find out even more about, um, uh, about what Beverly has been doing for the last 20 years. Um, who perhaps the father of uh, this new character, um, Jack Crusher, uh, who was also the name of uh, Beverly Crusher's ex-husband, um, um, Jack Crusher, who is the father of Wesley Crusher, um, and who's the father? So, who was the father of um, this Jack Crusher? Uh, we're also going to find out, you know, more about. Um, Whatever is threatening, what why Beverly um, didn't want Starfleet involved, and why she told Jean-Luc not to trust anyone. We're also going to find out about um, what um, Raffy uh, Musica, um, who uh, is played by the, the great Michelle Hurd. Um, she was the, uh, the former, um, she's former star. Well, she's a Starfy intelligence officer. We got introduced to her in the first season of Starship Picard. She's a close associate of, um, Admiral, um, Picard. Um, she's a former, um, um, partner of seven of nine. They have a, a close, uh, relationship, personal relationship. Um, and she, when we, f- we see her in this episode, she's on the planet of Metallus prime. um, and um, she's searching for stolen quantum tunneling technology and um, which um, is believed going to be used for a terrorist attack. And um, she, you know, follows the, um, the clues that she's given by um, <clears throat> um, a and Orion, who she discovered, who she comes into contact with, who she's been trying to create a relationship with over several months on Metalis Prime. Um, uh, she's given the, the clue of the, the Red Lady. <coughs> Excuse me. This leads her to um, uh, going to uh, a planet where a, um, there is going to be a, a memorial or a dedication of a statue to the late uh, captain Rachel Garrett who was the former uh, captain of the USS Enterprise C which was the predecessor um to the the Enterprise D uh, which was lost in a battle with the Klingons um probably 40 years ago now um, um in the past but um this statue is red and um yeah, um, Rafi goes um, to, and she's led there because uh, it's going to be dedicated on Frontier Day. Um, and she sees this, she see, sees all her fears happening at, um, as, as soon as she arrives. She sees this quantum tunneling device being used um, and used to destroy a Starfleet facility and cause mass uh damage and death and destruction and um you know she's devastated by this um so in the next episode i'm sure we'll get to know more about um uh about who was responsible for this quantum tunneling um device that caused so much destruction um and we'll find out more about um uh, rafi's mission what she's going to do next and how she will, um, you know, ultimately um, reunite with uh, Jean-Luc Picard. And we'll also get to see, over the next few episodes, um, um, I don't know how many episodes it consists of. Um, Ten episodes, the third season is going to be. So, that, we're going to get reintroduced to as I say, the old crew of the Enterprise, um, Beverly Crusher, Geordi, Worf, Deanna, um, we're also going to see Data's Brother Law turn up, apparently, uh, as played again by Brent Spiner. So there is so much to look forward to, and I am so excited by this season of Star Trek Picard, uh, in a way that I haven't been since the first season, but... Honestly, just watching this first episode of the third season, I am so excited because we're going to see this crew come back together, this family come back together, the the dynamics and the, that we we know and love. But we're also going to see them differently. We're going to see them aged. We're going to see them in a way that, and doing things that um, we we may not see ever again. Um, so I really do think that this season of Star Trek Picard is going to be special in so many ways. Um, it's really going to be a, a love letter to the fans of Star Trek, the fans of Star Trek The Next Generation specifically. Um, but all of Star Trek, I think this this uh, season with this crew, especially the, the, the actors um, portraying these incredible characters, it's, it's really going to be so special. I just know it is um and um yeah Patrick Stewart is just so it, i've he he just seems so um it's like the old Picard, you know he's fi- finally come back to being who he was where before you know, and when we we caught up with him in the first season of starship Picard, you know he more or less moved away from Starfleet he'd retired and he hadn't been in contact with his old uh, crewmates for um, several years. But now he's been revitalized and he has a new mission. And, you know, that, that that's who he is. He, he needs an adventure. He needs a, a mission. And um, um, Beverly Crusher gives that to him. And she, he knows that uh, he has to save her and help her in any way that he, uh, any way that he can. So, uh, yeah, exciting times. Um, I just had to, uh, record, um, uh, a review and uh, hopefully I'll be able to record a review of all the episodes of this season because, um, it really does mean a lot to me. This, the, the Star Trek means a lot to me. It always has. It always will. The characters, the stories, the universe, the ethos, Everything about it just um, is so special to me. And um, it's my favorite Star Trek. It's my favorite science fiction um, universe. Um, I love it. I love the characters. And um, I cannot wait to watch the rest of the the third season of Star Trek Picard. Um, But yeah, so great episode uh, of a great season uh, of a great franchise. um, Great characters um but yeah so i'm gonna leave it there for now i just want to say thank you for listening i hope you like what you heard and um live long and prosper